welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms. We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. Hello, lovely mind stylists. I'm Amy Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Becky Sage. And today we're talking about Helena Hill's top tip, which is there is no silver bullet. It's all about consistent force in one direction. And she, wow, so true. So true. What what does this trigger for you in your thoughts, Becky? I think it was, it's one of my favorite top tips, actually, um, because... And somebody else said as well, oh, I don't have any top tips. Oh, it was Katie, um, Katie Vanek-Smith. And, and I think so in some ways it's almost that, like stop trying to look for that one thing that's going to be the solution. And that doesn't mean that we don't have any top tips, but I think that the that idea of I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find this magic thing that's going to bypass everything, make everything really easy and and get me to being some like – gazillionaire with all the impact in the world just sitting on the beach and maybe like doing something on my phone every now and again um you know whatever <laughs> success is to to everybody maybe I've just got given you a real insight into my psyche there um <laughs> that's beach, my goal here you come <laughs> here we go I'm manifesting that please um uh but anyway so so I think that we can spend so long trying to find those solutions that that are then, you know, I don't think we're looking for corner cutting, but I think that we're, we, as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as well, anybody out there, we're, we're exhausted. We're working hard. It doesn't always feel like it's paying off. We've had the bamboo analogy, you know, everything's kind of going on below the surface, but we can't see something happening. And so we're trying to find these answers. And, and I think sometimes when we're doing that, it means that we do, we, we also, well, two things, we spend lots of time looking for that answer when we could just be doing the consistent work, as you mentioned, as Helena talked about, moving that flywheel. Um, and But it also means that I think we fall into the trap of sometimes listening to what other people are telling us. And there are all too many people who are trying to give us a silver bullet. And if we kind of, if we're really searching for that, then we will listen to what they say and we'll try that thing and then we'll try another thing and we'll try another thing. And it, I think it actually takes us away from many of the other things that we were talking about with Helena as well which is like really getting back to yourself and and being aligned and and just listening to yourself and doing the work and through doing the the work yeah that flywheel will start to move and it's tough in the beginning and it gets easier and I I kind of like to just think of it as you're like digging away um well mine mining um <laughs> So many, so many guests with so many amazing analogies. But I think that through actually doing the work, it's going to build something that is a lot more, a lot stronger in its foundations, and also takes you a lot closer to you, especially if that's authentic work. Um, so I, I think it's a brilliant topic. Mm, I agree, and I think it's it's also it, it um, alludes back to this fact that as entrepreneurs, we keep thinking we. It, we need to be reinventing. There's something better out there. That sort of magpie syndrome. Oh, sparkly thing. Go and find that. Oh, and there's that. And there's that. 
And actually, we touched upon it briefly uh, with Helena, this this idea of why did we discontinue the instant coffee? Mm. And I just I just said, were you bored of it, maybe? And she went, yeah. oh, perhaps that was it. And and actually, it's so often the case if, you, as an entrepreneur, you're lit up by new things. And actually, this alignment with an, a consistent force and how I've always found it really, I don't know, empowering almost, this idea that if you just keep going, keep showing up, keep doing those small things every day consistently, mm. it's the mm. consistency that will get you far rather yeah. than, um, it, well, and yes, those consistent actions might be grueling and they will be at times, you know, very tiring. They might be quite boring sometimes, <laughs> but they're getting you places and it builds momentum. Um, the, mm. the flywheel is Jim Collins um, from Good uh, to Great. Okay. Um, and actually... I'll put in in the show notes because there's, um, of course, there's a great article, you know, summative, short piece from him. You can go and buy the book if you want. Um, He's also been interviewed recently on a podcast, um, I think it was in January, for Squiggly Careers. And it's a good interview Uh, for entrepreneurs. He has a phenomenal brain. Um, And his example of the flywheel is Amazon. And, uh, well, they've pushed the flywheel to great effect. (laughs) to build momentum. But it's this idea of this massive, heavy, huge sort of metal disc that's sort of, I don't know, very hugely, about 30 foot wide, he says, and really thick and really heavy. And it's the first push is really hard and the second and the fourth and the sixth, and it might take you to the hundredth, but actually at some point it catches itself and it's massive weight creates that self-propelling force forward, that momentum. And if someone says, what was, the, what was the thing that caused you to fly? And you step back and you go, well, I don't know, was it the second or the 12th or mm. the 15th? It's accumulation. It's the accumulation. And some of them, you know, yes, there might have been some major pushes forward in the middle of that, but also actually so often with the 80-20 rule, it's the lighter ones that can often take us the further, but actually the this metaphor is it's about accumulation mm. and i and i th- i don't want to go to that point that you were saying about it being empowering um well first of all i, I want to say as you were describing it there every gymnast out there knows what you're talking about <laughs> every athlete you know yes. it's it's um that's what they do they show up every day and you trust you don't you don't expect to have a brand new skill the first day you go in and you train it or that you're doing drills in it or anything like that. You don't expect your body to be able to do those things straight away or maybe to have the strength or the flexibility or whatever else it might be. But you you go in and and it's trust that you do need to show up every day. And I think that's the hard part really is like is this work that I'm putting in going to lead to something because some days you feel like you're stepping a hundred steps backwards but actually even those days you're potentially still building towards that thing you're going to and I, I think yeah from that point of view of of empowerment um the beauty of thinking of it as a number of like just consistent steps is that those steps don't have to be super heavy, you know? It doesn't. Ha- it can be small things. We've talked about 1% before, you know, or little habits every day, um, shifts in mindset. There's all sorts of things that will take us forward that don't actually take 
all the time and all the energy. But by just carving out a bit of time and energy for those things every day, it begins to push us forwards. And and I think that's something really worth remembering as well. I, I was talking to some entrepreneurs earlier about, um, we were talking about culture and and I was saying how vitally important I think it is to have a courageous, inclusive culture and that you have to put the groundwork in to build that kind of culture you know, uh, all along from the beginning. And, and if you can do that, then you're going to bypass a lot of other things as you, when you do move forwards. Um, and their response was, you know, they're, they're kind of going, yeah, but everyone's so busy. Who's going to do this? Would, you know, this isn't going to work because there isn't enough time. And it's like, no, you just say it's even, even small amounts of time, even, and again, even mindset set shifts around certain things like that, giving people permission to do certain things can make all the changes, but it's, and it's kind of a little and often over time means you're going in a, in a direction that's causing your team to be cohesive as opposed to going in a direction that is actually maybe like yeah causing it to fall apart or or causing it to become more difficult to work and and if your team is cohesive then when you do sit down and do the work and this this came up before that you you can do it a lot lot more easily a lot more effectively Mm -hmm. um and so I think that's a good example of okay you don't have to do that thing all day every day to show up consistently around something um and so I think, yeah, in terms of that fl- the flywheel analogy, the idea of just, no, I'm just going to show up a little bit, even if mm. I can't do it all day, every day. But if I show up a little bit every day, then I'm working on that thing or, you know, in whatever context it is. And it makes a difference. So there are two things that are coming up for me from that. The first is I, I love your gymnastics analogy <laughs> um, because actually, first of all, it's that that idea that, it can be hard at the beginning, but then it gets easier and easier. I mean, when we first started editing this, I took it on that we hadn't got our technology right um, on many levels. <laughs> and, and it, you know, there were some episodes that it took me 10 hours to edit. Mm. Whereas Also mindset, right? Again, it's yes. the mindset thing of like, it has to be perfect or it has to be this. And I think we, you yes. know, that, that, we've that got more changes. comfortable and we've understood yeah. what, what is good for mm. our audience and what meets their needs and what is unnecessary mm-hmm. um, whilst also being completely, you know, focused on giving maximum value and co- high quality, but it's about where the understanding the nuances of what that yeah. actually means. And so, so first of all, that's just that idea that even if it's hard now, it might not be hard later. Mm. And, uh, you know, we had a massive leap forward when, um, we discovered magic mastering on Buzzsprout, for instance. Shouting out moment. to Buzzsprout. There you go. <laughs> Buzzsprout, thank you. <laughs> Big thank you. So um, it's those little technological shifts that you wouldn't have been aware of at the beginning. But if you're committed and you've um, said this is where we want to go, then you'll go and find those solutions. Mm. The second thing that was coming up for me there is um, – is this idea of the flywheel, and actually, uh, I present it for a while. I've presented that flywheel as broken down, and I think this is what Jim Collins talks about. Actually, broken down into a series of activities, but they're all activities that are all focused on delivering the same output. So this core values-driven vision, mm-hmm. and 
and you're going to be working on those different bits. So for us, it's finding our guests, it's editing the content, it's marketing the and promoting the podcasts, and it's taking our message further. So it's all of those little things. There's so many more things to it. But actually, just when you break it down, but it's all aligned to the same principle. Uh, that's when you know that all of the work you're doing is taking you in the same direction. Whereas if you have a team that's not quite sure about this singularity of purpose, mm-hmm. then uh, actually you can see they, they might be pulling against each other, actually, mm-hmm. and undermining each other. And the, f- the forward momentum is lost because actually it's cancelled out each other mm-hmm. instead of it propelling forward and you having greater force than the some of the two parts. Mm. So, yeah. The silver bullets analogy, though. Yeah. Yeah. It sits in for me in the same as the, like, there's no such thing as a superhero CEO or there's no, you know, it's we create these myths because we like telling stories about kind of yes. these grandiose heroes and reality isn't like that. Um, you know, it's, I mean... In, in the sense that we're all heroes, we're all going on our journeys. But it's, <laughs> it's yeah, I, like I said, I think you can get so distracted by being out there trying to find your silver bullet that you forget that <laughs> you've got, you've got a, a journey to go on yourself and, and just be in that moment, enjoy that journey and don't keep reaching out for things that aren't actually going to propel you. Yes. Now, Patrick Lencioni in The Advantage, uh, which is all about organizational health, in there, he's he sets out his playbook for a successful company. And it's uh, all about the alignment of the senior management team, which works for, <laughs> for entrepreneurs, whether you're a solopreneur or a co-founders or whatever business leader you are. Um, and in this playbook, uh, he talks about uh, why why you exist, what is winning, how you behave. And so I'd recommend everyone looks at that because that's really useful in just getting clear on those questions. I'll set them out in the show notes, getting clear on those questions. Oh, you're leaning in. What would you like to say? Focus on the how you behave question. (laughs) Yes. I have been in a situation where, um, well, I've probably been in more than one actually, but, you know, one in particular of where, there was a lot of work done sitting down, aligning what does success look like, what are the values, the behaviors did not match those things, and it was not a healthy organization to be working in. So I think like definitely the behaviors have to match. I think that's so important. I think you're so right. It's behaviors and and obviously, therefore, it's the values that are underpinning those behaviors. Because if those aren't aligned, that's when the, the, the forward momentum completely stutters. Because mm-hmm. it undermines people and you end up effectively pulling in different directions. Yeah. My invitation, therefore, to listeners is think about how do we behave? What does winning look like with our values firmly underpinning them? And then what is our flywheel? What are the ingredients for our success? What are those elements mm. so that we can then you know, just look at, okay, so actually we've got light touch on all of these, but actually for this next quarter, we're going to be really focused on just trying to sort out that particular area. And I thought it was a really interesting conversation with Helena because we talked about a whole range of 
real nuts and bolts of entrepreneurial life of starting and scaling a company and and how she really was talking about revising their playbook when they did their relaunch, really mm. going deep and thinking about what their brand meant and then yeah. what sort of, what sort of uh, products they wanted to do as a result of it, how they wanted to show up. Mm. I think it was really interesting to, because we talked about it, them singing, you know, it, it really kind of started to fly when, when they, when everything came together in alignment, but they wouldn't have got to where they were in the first place if they weren't already aligned around mission and values. It was just that they hadn't quite figured out how to articulate that. They were already connecting with their audience even, but it was just, yeah, how do we, how do we really start to make our, our brand, um, well, yeah, and as we talked about, not just the, the not just the visuals, but they already had a lot of the brand because they had. It was clear what their mission was. It was clear what they were bringing to the table. It's just that the the brand imagery um, and maybe some of their channels and the way they were going about doing certain things weren't exactly matched yet. But but they had they were actually already pushing the flywheel in the right direction. I think it was just yes. that there were some components that that then did were able to shift them forward but it feels like if they'd have done they didn't need to have done that sooner necessarily no. and perhaps it wouldn't have even been able to happen sooner they had to as Helena described it it just seemed so obvious to me that it was through reflecting through her audience and engaging with her audience that um, that was how they were able to then really articulate what was inside <laughs> on the outside of their product yeah and actually you know this is there are so many frameworks and images and metaphors that we can use, all of which we could actually quite justifiably ha say is another attempt at finding a silver bullet. And I think something that I just, from all of our conversations, is actually just finding your path mm -hmm. and not trying to fit into everyone else's constraints and definitions mm -hmm. of what winning looks like. And actually... Yeah just tuning into the learning process and just say, just accept this is where we are now and and knowing that it's an iterative process and and Helena just celebrated it so beautifully with her we were so proud of our original product and then everyone loved it and now look at it oh my goodness and exactly they've grown you know they mm -hmm. grew and it, it it, yeah. it was enough to start them, more than enough to start them. And it's mm. a natural set of iterations that have got them to where they are now, having yeah. had a transformative year personally and professionally. Mm. Um, when so many of us have been found it a very hard time, they've managed mm. to just really find the gifts in it. Yeah, it was. A, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed having that conversation with Helena. <laughs> And I love that spreading the joy and positivity, mm -hmm. vibrance and energy. I just thought, yes, well, we could all have a, even though I'm allergic to caffeine, I'm not allergic to Helena and her mission statement. I did <laughs> I wonder. living it. <laughs> she was talking about clean coffee and I thought maybe you've never had clean coffee, Amy. Well, it's not about <laughs> coffee. It's about caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem. I, when I was diagnosed as allergic to caffeine, I hadn't. I'd never had a coffee because <laughs> uh, I was too young. <laughs> Amy, so, have you never had a coffee your entire life? No, I've had coffee cake. 
I've had coffee, <laughs> ice cream. Um, I love oh, the I love smell. Oh, yes. And I love the smell of coffee, freshly ground coffee. <gasps> I could just sit and... But, um, yeah, no. I did have some, um, by mistake, some of those rapid paracetamol, you know, caffeine-impregnated oh. paracetamol. Oh, my God. I was like on the ceiling. I had to lie down sort of on a starfish on the bed, just like holding on. My body was oh my just gosh. completely. But that wasn't the cafe. It's, I get horrible stomach aches. But it, the effect on my body was hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm glad I understand why. Otherwise, I'd be having some sort of out-of-body experience. <laughs> I think everyone's mind is probably blown just thinking about how, like, how your energy can get taken to <laughs> new heights. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think actually, somewhere around the, the higher power, God decided. No, we don't want this one with any extra power enhancing performance, <laughs> enhancing drugs in her. <laughs> anyway, uh, but um, oh, yes, fabulous. So um, I think we can take as an action, Becky, just a little reflection on our flywheel perhaps I was thinking the exact same thing so yeah let's um I mean obviously our listeners to go away and think about their flywheel but I think we can think about it and um of course we'll we'll communicate that via our social media or maybe if it's relevant on future podcast episodes as well but it's also something that just makes me think that we really do need to be building a community where we as you know, uh, yes. as the hosts, as well as our guests and and the rest of the community uh, can come together and talk about some of these things and reflect on them a bit, you know, a bit more light touch and between podcasts. So I think that's something that we should definitely look into. And if any listeners are particularly keen on doing anything like that, do, hmm. do let us know. Um, so yeah, where where can you let us know? You can get in touch with us on uh, Instagram and Facebook. We're at Mind Styling Podcast and on Twitter at Mind Styling Pod. Um, there's also a contact form on our website, which is mindstyling.group. And we have a newsletter uh, and there's a link to that in the show notes. So thank you, everyone. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. What a lovely conversation. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us, but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.